in this episode, I'm going to show you how you can get yourself out of debt without feeling miserable in the process and how to still enjoy your life while doing it. If you're in a place where you're feeling overwhelmed by your finances, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling hopeless to the point where it feels suffocating and you feel like the place where you can be debt-free just feels so far away that it almost feels hopeless to take action towards it, I'm going to show you how you can overcome that. You might also be thinking that if you were to just make a little bit more money or if you were to be able to borrow money somehow that you could get yourself out of this. I'm going to show you why that is an effective way and as people earn more, they tend to spend more. There are also millionaires that live paycheck to paycheck as well. You might also be thinking that if you were hard on yourself and if you were to beat yourself up about it, it would help you get out of debt and you might be thinking that this is really stupid like how could I let it get this far how could I be overspending so much I'm really smart <laughs> I'm, I should know better and what I'm going to show you is why this is ineffective and how it leads to you feeling hopeless and actually overspending more and perpetuating the cycle. Now, by the end of this episode, I'm going to help you create a mindset around finances that is drama free. There's less energy to it. There's less of an emotional charge and it becomes something that is simple and doable. And I'm going to give you a specific step-by-step -step plan of how you're going to get that out of debt and actually not be making yourself miserable through the process of doing it. I'm going to help you create a mindset around finances that is simple and it is drama free and it is easy to do. And I am going to also help you create an abundance mentality around finances. And you're not going to be repeating mantras of money is flowing to me or that I'm a money magnet because this might be far from where you are. And even being at a place where I feel good about finances, that's just not stuff that I repeat to myself. We need to first get you to a place where you feel more neutral about money. There's less of an emotional charge around it and where you can start to create a better relationship with money where it is lighter and feels more fun. And you can also start to treat it like something that you respect, treat money as, as something that you actually respect. In order to do this, we're going to go through six chapters. The first chapter, we're going to create a better mindset around the concept of debt. The second chapter, we're going to cover some unhelpful thinking around getting out of debt. The third chapter is setting strong financial boundaries in your life. The fourth chapter is using pain and pleasure in order to actually stick to the plan. The fifth chapter, we're going to cover the pitfalls of wanting quick results. The sixth chapter is going to be the step-by-step -step process of how you're going to get out of debt in a way that is simple, that is drama-free, and that is doable. Chapter number one, we are going to create a better mindset around debt. Some people have an allergic reaction to debt and feel like debt is such a terrible thing and they feel like they cannot be happy or they cannot allow themselves to enjoy their life until everything is paid off. Now, other people don't see debt as a problem. You can think of debt as a good thing because sometimes you can use debt as a way to get more education, invest either in yourself or in a certain program, a certain degree, and then be able to increase your earning capacity and be able to pay off that money quicker versus trying to earn that money yourself from the first place, it would take a lot longer. Or in other times, having debt is great because then you get to enjoy things like having a car and a house without being able to pay for it upfront and you can actually be able to enjoy those luxuries. Now, debt is not a problem as long as you're not living above your means, if there is more money going out than coming in. So you want to think about 
money in general just as simple math. If there's more money going out than there is coming in, then you're going to keep getting into debt. But debt in itself is not the issue because you can have large sums of debt and as long as you are able to make the payments and you're able to still have money left over to be able to save, to be able to invest, to be able to enjoy your life, then it is not really a problem. So what I want you to really think about is that debt in itself is neutral. It's not good or bad. It is our thinking around debt that causes us to feel overwhelmed or anxious or stressed or hopeless. It is just the thinking that you're having around your debt. When I I'm working with my clients and they give me any numbers that they want. I don't have any feelings or thoughts around it because it is not my life and my job is to be neutral. So it is their thinking that is causing all that stress and overwhelm in their life. So that in itself, not a problem, not a good thing, not a bad thing. One of the main things that people think about when they're trying to get out of debt is like, if I were to earn more, a little bit more money, or if I were to get more money in some way, then I can get myself out of this. But what happens naturally is that a lot of times when you're starting to earn more, you start to spend more as well. You start wanting to upgrade things. You start to want, want to buy things that, um, you've been wanting to buy for a while and the cycle keeps continuing and you don't get out of debt and you can even get more into debt. When I went from my student salary to a six-figure salary out of my college program and into my paramedic job, I was going more and more into debt. I always thought that once I get this job and start to earn more, then I can get myself out of it. But then I moved out and then I started to need to buy all these furnitures and I started to um, buy all these things that I didn't have before and I was going more and more into debt. So more money does not always solve the issues and a lot of times it does not solve the issues because you did not get here by just not having enough money, most likely. You got here by the pattern of living above your means. Chapter number two, we're gonna go over the unhelpful thoughts that you might be thinking around debt. So I was working with my client and one of the things that he said as I was asking about his plan of how he's going to get out of debt, he laid out this plan of basically having enough for his living expenses and then putting all the rest of the money into um, his debt. And one of the things that I kept noticing him saying was that I will have to suffer for the next two years or it's okay, but like, I'm going to just have to basically push through this and suffer. And what I want you to understand is that you do not have to suffer in the process of paying off your debt or creating a spending plan, following it through and being able to pay off your debt in the meantime. You can enjoy your life and you can have money for spendings, for fun things along the way. This is not a race. This is a marathon. We need to pace ourselves and we need to actually enjoy the process. I used to be in the same place and around all the same mindset around scarcity, around finances and they're not being enough and constantly going into debt. So I know coming on the other side of it and actually being able to overcome all this emotional drama around money and having finances be such an easy thing that I don't really even think about it and it feels weird that it was ever a problem. And I'm not saying this to like just gloat, but that this is possible for you too. And one day you can also overcome this and look back and be like, oh, like this doesn't even feel like an issue anymore. I don't really even think like spend much of my time thinking about this. And I'm saying this as I still have some debt to pay this year as well. But we think that at the end of it, there's going to be this like magical moment where it's, we're going to feel a lot less stressed because our debt is paid off. But after 
being able to really work through the feelings and thoughts around finances, I don't really care as much about halfway through the year when I paid off the debt that I am planning to pay off because I have already managed my thinking around finances, that I have already managed the stress that I have around finances without needing to pay all the debt off. So what I'm trying to say is that through this journey, you don't have to get to the end to feel better. All you need is just a spending plan, follow the plan, and then you can feel good about your finances and you don't need to keep feeling stressed or beat yourself up about it. So that comes to the second part of thinking that you need to beat yourself up in order for you to change. So we think that this model is going to work. And when I talk about model, I'm talking about the thoughts that you have, the emotions that you have, the actions that you take and the results that you get in your life based on a coaching model created by Brooke Castillo. So as I was working with my client, this is the model that he was in. He had the X amount of dollars in debt and that is neutral, the debt is neutral. The thoughts that he was thinking around the debt is that this is stupid, like I can't believe I didn't catch myself sooner. And he was feeling self-critical. And the actions that he was taking, instead of actually finding solutions, creating a spending plan, following it through, he was spending more money, he was eating out more, and then he wasn't taking any action towards actually finding solutions and following through on the spending plan that he had. Now the result that he's going to get with that is, is that he's going to get more into debt or he is going to stay at the same place. What I want you to realize is that this is a very common pattern that I see in my clients and I've seen in myself when going through this journey. And it doesn't logically make sense because we think that if we're harsh on ourselves, then we can actually change. But a lot of times the result that it creates is actually proves our thought true. So we keep going in this perpetual cycle of getting more and more into debt. Chapter number three is learning how to set strong financial boundaries. Now, this is something that I had to learn, and that's why it took me a very long time to be able to overcome this a challenge that I had around getting into debt and overspending. Because I was sharing my finances and my relationship, I had not yet learned how to set financial boundaries. And a lot of times when you're in a relationship, whether that is with a significant other, whether that's with the, the your immediate family, whatever relationship that you have, you will think you start becoming resentful because you feel like you're being taken advantage of when it is yourself that has not set financial boundaries and are not following through with it. So you feel resentful as if someone's taking advantage of you, someone's taking your money. It is so important to learn how to set financial boundaries when it is your money because that is anything in your personal space you can set boundaries on. And learning to not feel guilt or obligation because you feel like you're being selfish. It is your money. You are allowed to do whatever you please with it. You do not have to give it to anyone. You do not have to donate it. You can do whatever you like with it. It is your money. And I really want to point this out, especially as women, we are constantly taught to care about other people's feelings and make sure everyone else is okay, make sure everyone else is happy and pleased. And we feel overly guilty about things that we should not feel guilty about because they are our things, like our money. So one of my clients that I'm working with, she was going through a lot of the stuff that I was going through when it came to my relationship and not wanting to set those boundaries because I did not want to feel selfish. I did not want to feel like 
make the other person feel bad or feel like within my relationship that we weren't a unit, we weren't a team. So I would constantly not have any financial boundaries. Being in a relationship where I was contributing a lot more financially and not having any financial boundaries, when my significant other wanted to spend on something that was more expensive or something that I wasn't comfortable spending that much money on, I would feel guilty because he would be upset afterwards or because he would um, say something about whether like I'm being selfish or that that doesn't feel like a team. Now I can be in this relationship and be resentful and be like, oh, I'm being taken advantage of or oh, he's making me feel guilty. But at the end of the day, we are the ones deciding to give our money away. And unless someone's like physically taking that money out of your pocket or bank account without your permission, you are the one giving it. So you really want to make sure you set those clear boundaries. And one of my clients had an amazing breakthrough because this was something that she was really struggling with because she had all these financial plans. She's amazing with finances. But the only thing that was holding her back was her mom constantly asking her for money, even though her mom made way more than she did. And she feeling obligated to give that money and constantly feeling guilty about it if she were to set any boundaries and recently what she said was that I think saying no has become my new favorite word and I was so proud of her because that is just it's so amazing when you learn to overcome this victim mentality and feel like all this resent resentment in your relationships because you think that people are taking money away from you so if this is something that is causing you to be in debt that is causing that is stopping you from progressing in your financial goals make sure you're setting really clear strong financial boundaries you're taking responsibility that you're the one giving the money and making sure that you follow through with those boundaries as well. I have an amazing video that goes more into depth about how to set proper boundaries so that you can't, you don't actually feel resentful in your relationships. And I will link it right up here and in the description. So step number four is using pain and pleasure in order to actually stick to this process. So as human beings, we operate on a pain and pleasure system. If you think about the primitive side of your brain, there is the motivational triad. Anything that we do is either to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. Right now, the pain that you are trying to avoid is not like the pain that you're going to feel when you take a look at your bank account, when you take a look at how much debt that you have. So you start to avoid that pain so you start to avoid checking your bank account you start to you stop having awareness around your finances now the pleasure that you're seeking is the pleasure that you feel when you spend when you maybe don't have the money but you go and spend it anyways and you go shopping or you spend it on a vacation or you go spend it on food now the conserving energy part is that you are not changing. You're not exerting any energy by trying to change your identity or trying to change the way that you're doing things. Now, what we want to do is we're still going to operate on the same motivational triad because that's as human beings, everything we do is try to seek pleasure or the possibility of pleasure and avoid pain or the possibility of pain. So once you go through the six step process that I'm going to share with you, you are going to be avoiding different pain. You're going to be avoiding the pain of continuing down the cycle and realizing that years down the line, if you keep doing what you're doing, it is going to lead to a lot more debt and you're going to lead, have a lot more stress and anxiety in your life. It is going to be a lot of unnecessary suffering that you will be creating for yourself. You're also going to be avoiding the pain of not having the money to buy the things that you want, feeling overly restricted, not being able to take advantage of opportunities or fun things that come up in life because you do not have the money for it. Now, instead of overspending, the new pleasure is going to be you 
being able to see your savings accumulate, you being able to spend money on the things that you truly value and care about instead of just spending recklessly on things. You're going to have the pleasure of seeing your debt get smaller and smaller and being able to pay that off. And you're going to have the pleasure of not having any mental drama around finances and actually having peace and living your life with peace, not having money take majority of your thinking space throughout the day where you have that plan, you revisit it, you make sure you're on track. But other than that, money does not really occupy your thoughts that much. And then you're going to be conserving energy because you're not going to need to work as hard and you're going to be able to actually keep more of that money. There's going to be more opportunities that come to you. Making money is going to be easier and also saving, like keeping more of that money is going to be easier as well. Chapter number five is the pitfall of wanting quick results. So in any area of people's lives when they want to they have a goal and they want to accomplish it they want to get results very quickly because they think that they will feel a lot better at the destination of it after all the debt is paid off now what happens in this process is that people overdo it they overcommit to taking a certain amount of actions and then they lose motivation or they make the process really miserable so they fall off of it and they basically give up they go back to square one and they start this process over and over again. And that's the cycle that keeps repeating itself. So with the client that I was working with around his finances, his plan was to have the 60% of his income be basically all his living expenses. And then the 40% of it is going to go all towards his debt. And he's going to really rush through it and be able to pay it as fast as he can. Now, what I had to show him was the pattern that everyone falls into and realizing that you are if you make this process miserable, you are not going to actually stick to it. Again, we need to understand our brains, our human nature, that in order to stick to something, we need to find some pleasure in the process of it in order to give us enough reward in order to keep going. One of the things that he said was that I'm going to have to suffer for the next two years. Well, like I'm going to do this, but I'm just going to have to suffer for the next two years. You really do not have to suffer in the process of paying off your debt because as long as there's a plan, you're following it, you're okay. Because it can take you one year to do it. It can take you two years. It can take you five years. That time, like I know it feels like a very long time away, but that time, those years are going to come and go. And most of us can agree that a lot of times we're like, oh, the years flew by very quickly. doesn't matter how many years it takes, because when you find a way to pay off that sustainably, that means you can also have enough money left over to enjoy your life in the process of paying off your debt. And that way you can do this for a lot longer. Again, we talked about paying off your debt, if it's a lot of it, especially, um, it's a marathon, it's not a race. You don't want to rush through things and try to get to the end goal very quickly because you're going to tire yourself out and you're going to give up. And I really want you to realize it's like at the end of it, when the debt is paid off, not much changes other than your thinking around your finances. And that that thinking around your finances can change at any time. It does not have to, again, like debt is neutral. You can think that that is an amazing thing. You can think that that is a terrible thing. You can think that your the amount of money you're making is like so nice compared to other people. You can think that the amount of money that you're making is so little. Like it is all subjective, and that is what's causing your perspective in life, and that is what's causing your feelings around finances. The times that we feel accomplished in life and we're proud of ourselves is when we're making progress. So the point of this is continuously making progress in life, and when you reach your destination. 
and you hit the numbers that you want to like pay off all the debt and have this much savings, have this much investments, have this much income. Once you hit those, you will just make new goals because then you would just want to push yourself and you'll be like, oh, okay, like this is amazing, but you know, making this much more money, it will be really cool. And then you go through the next goal. So once you get to the destination, I just want to let you know that it's not rainbows and sunshine. You will just set a next goal and that is completely fine because the fulfillment is in growth, not in the destination. And when you start to learn that there are no quick fixes in fixing a lot of our problems in life, there's also no quick fixes in making investments or making quick cash because that's when we start to fall for get rich quick schemes. Everything that is worthwhile doing that is usually yields proper results is things that take time and that have accumulated progress versus quick cash versus quick debt-free solutions. Chapter number six is the six-step process that you are going to use in order to get out, get out of debt and enjoy your life in the process. Step number one is to make this really simple and create percentages based on your income. So based on the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, which I highly recommend because it makes finances really simple, you can create percentages around your income. So you really want to aim for spending less than 70% of your income. If you divide up all your like necessary spendings and it is more than 70%, you can find a way to take out some of those spendings or you can find a way to start earning more money. Now, before you say that, oh, there's no other way to earn money, come up with like 50, lists of 50 ways for you to be able to make money. There's usually a lot of opportunities available to us. We just need to think of it. So for the 70%, it is your basic necessities, the your living expenses, plus whatever you will be spending like when you go out to dinner, when you go to restaurants, when you go and buy coffee, whatever it is to actually enjoy your day-to-day -day life, all of those at least be less than 70%. Now you can separate your basic living expenses from the percentage that you're going to spend on day-to-day -day stuff. And then you're going to allocate a certain percent towards paying off your debt. So I try to aim for at least 10%. Now you're going to allocate a certain percent to your savings. You want to be able to pay yourself and accumulate your wealth, keep more of your money. If you were to pay everything to just the debt agencies and to your credit cards and stuff, every time you're getting paid, you're gonna be left with zero for a very long time. You want to start accumulating more and more of your money so that I can create a safety net emergency fund. You can be able to use it when things come up. You can use it if you if something happens with your job and you don't have to go more into debt and be in sticky situations where you have to like borrow at terrible interest rates. And then you wanna allocate some percentage possibly to giving. So giving is really being able to give the money to maybe someone that needs it, if someone's borrowing money, if you want to donate to charity, if you want to give it in terms of gifts, you can use that percentage in order to pay for all that. What this is gonna really help you do is create an abundance mentality around finances because we're constantly thinking that we don't, what we have is not enough, what we have is not enough. And even when more money comes to us, when we get a raise or when we get a better job, we keep thinking the same thing. It creates scarcity. It creates more lack mentality and we're gonna not have a lot of money in our lives. So in order to have a better relationship with money, more abundant relationship with money, if you say that what I have is enough, so much so that I can give portion of it to someone else, 
you will be able to start creating this abundance mentality. So a basic framework for this would be 70% spend, 10% save, 10% debt, 10% give. You can play around with this. You can have a percentage for your investments, but just keep in mind, unless your investments are making more than the interest on your debt payments, then it is not really going to be worth it. So you might wanna actually pay off the debt first before making the investments. Step number two is you're gonna start having awareness around your finances. So start taking a look at your bank accounts on a daily basis. Even if it's uncomfortable, if it hurts a little to look at it, push yourself to look at it. The more awareness you have and the more that you track, the more control you're gonna have over your finances and it's not gonna just go away on its own or that it just feels like the money's like slipping away or that you check in two days and everything's gone. Step number three is actually getting excited and looking forward to things that you can spend your fun spending money on. So whether that is part of your 70% or you've separated your regular living expenses from the fun spending money that you have, you can start to save up for something that you've been wanting to do, whether that is like a vacation that you've been wanting to go on, whether that is something that you've been wanting to buy. Usually when we're in this lack mentality and scarcity mindset, we don't have enough money. Even though we're overspending, we usually don't have enough money for the things that we truly care about to spend because we're just spending it uh, frivolously on things that don't really matter, that it's not actually enough to accumulate for the things that we care about. Step number four is to figure out the root cause of your overspending and find ways to be able to deal with your negative emotions, whether that is stress, whether that is boredom, other than using overspending to do it. So one of the most effective ways is getting coached. As a life coach, I am someone that is outside of your brain in a more neutral place that is able to point out to you your thoughts, your belief systems, your patterns of thinking and behavior that is causing you to overspend and how to start processing your negative emotions, whether that is stress, whether that's boredom, that we use all these things that are self-sabotaging, like overeating, overspending, overworking, or all these other things we try to do to numb our emotions and get distract ourselves. So you really want to learn how to process emotions in order to stop this behavior at its root cause and also identify some unhelpful beliefs that are causing you to overspend that is causing you to not have financial boundaries and not follow through with them step number five is to create financial boundaries so make sure that you are only giving money when you truly want to not out of obligation say no to people asking for your money if it does not feel good to give to them you're not obligated to give your money to anybody and it does not matter how they react. They can react however way they want because it's your money. They'll be okay. You'll be okay. Step number six is to enjoy your life in the process. If you're following that spending percentages plan, you will be making sure that you have a percentage allocated to your daily fund spendings. And you want to use that and you want to use that to buy the things that you want and to go out with your friends and to have part of your percentage be the money or the gifts that you're able to give to people that's going to make you feel amazing in the process of it as long as there's a plan in place and you're following it there does not need to be any stress or drama around it you do not need to wait until everything's paid off in order to feel good about yourself or your finances as long as you're just following the plan it the debt will come off and the time will come that it will be debt-free. It does not need to have any drama around it. You can enjoy your life. You can save up for vacationing and all those amazing things that you want to do, especially as you're 
doing this process, you're not going to be in that cycle of beating yourself up and then going to overspend. You're going to be able to follow the plan, see more of your wealth accumulate, see your savings accumulate, and it's going to be amazing. If you're someone that is struggling with overspending and having a scarcity mindset around finances, I can help you overcome that challenge. When I work with my clients, the first thing that we do is create a spending plan to help them get out of debt. Now, what is really the important part of coaching is uncovering their thoughts and their beliefs around finances that is causing them to overspend. So really working at the root cause of it instead of trying to just change their actions. I show them their thinking, their behavior patterns, and just having awareness alone helps them change their behavior. And at the end of the day, what I really help them do is keep more and more of their money in their bank account. Now, you might be thinking that you're not going to have enough money for coaching if you're already in so much debt. But what I want you to realize is that what I help my clients do is keep more of their money in their bank account. If you've come this far and you've been dealing with this issue for um, certain amount of months or certain amount of years, that means that this cycle is going to keep repeating itself until you're able to break this cycle. And it is very hard for, it's not impossible, it's just very hard for us to break cycles because it's easier to behave in the ways that we've been behaving all this time. But if you do not have enough money to be able to invest in your personal development and in something that is so important, which is your growth as a human, then that is all the more reasons why you would need coaching. Because at the end of the day, if you're continuously getting the result of having $0 in your bank account or going more into debt, you will need to get the coaching in order to get yourself out of that situation. And that is one of the main reasons I started getting coached in the first place and I started getting results in my life and going to become a coach myself. And the coaching is going to help you build the skills and the mindset in order to help you overcome this challenge and change your identity to someone that does not deal with overspending and the impact that it's going to have for the rest of your life and the amount of money that you're going to be able to keep and save because of getting coaching is going to far surpass the amount that is required for the investment into coaching. And the first thing that I do with clients that are stressed about not being able to afford the coaching payments is that the first session, what we do is we focus on their finances and we start to come up with exactly how they're going to fit it into their budget and ways that they can actually earn more in order to be able to pay for the coaching in itself. So if you're interested in learning more about this, fill out the coaching application in the description. And the amazing thing is that you will have an hour with me in order to really focus on your goals, your life, your thought processes, your belief systems. And I'm going to show you exactly why you are at where you are in life, the results that you have, how you can overcome your challenges and creating a plan to get there all on that call. It will also give me the opportunity to see if you qualify to coach with me because anyone that I sign on to coach with me, I have a 100% money back guarantee. They either get the results that they're looking for or they get their money back. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will talk to you next week with another one. Bye.